0: The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn News. Hey there, it's Nina Melendez, LinkedIn senior producer. Welcome to This Is Quick, where we ask friends if this is working pointed questions about their own best practices. Today we're hearing from Kat Cole. She is COO and president of Athletic Greens. When did you first know that you wanted to do what you're doing?
1: I've known for longer than I appreciate. I have been investing in and advising health, health tech, and better for you startups for almost a decade. So it was quietly building in the background. And my journey to health and wellness has also been growing over time. My interest in nutrition, in fitness, in longevity. And so when the opportunity came to advise Athletic Greens and then eventually join full-time as president and COO, it just felt like square in the middle of my life's journey and purpose.
0: What is one habit or process that you have or that you do that helps you stay productive?
1: One habit I have is a process of what I would broadly called check-ins. And so I have a monthly check-in with my husband where we ask each other six questions about what's gone on in the last 30 days. And that helps us know how to show up better for each other. I have check-ins with my team. I do a weekly reflective check-in called the hotshot rule where I envision someone I admire. I envision them in my role I ask what's one thing they would do differently immediately to make a bigger impact. I take action on that thing within 24 hours, and then I tell the team that's affected by it. Every week I practice this. So these are all forms of check-ins as a habit, and it helps me improve things that I might not otherwise improve. It helps me take action on things I may not have otherwise known, and so it may be my greatest underlying set of rituals uh, as a person for productivity and impact.
0: Can you tell me what one of the six questions are?
1: I'll share two. These, these two are um, sometimes the most emotional, whether I'm having the conversation with my husband in our monthly check-in or with my direct reports in our check-in. So one of them is tell me one thing I can do differently to be a better partner for you. Ask, answer, and then the job is to act The other that's really powerful is, tell me one thing that has weighed on you or worried you in the last month. And about half of the time that that question is answered, there are tears. Doesn't matter. Gender, age, tenure and role, me, my husband, the world is heavy. And it is very interesting to ask someone, what has weighed on you the most in the last 30 days? And just listening to that, and understanding it, if appropriate, being supportive. If they just want you to know, then now you know. And those are t- two very powerful questions out of the six.
0: Is there something that you've learned from a mentor that is now, like, indispensable to how you operate?
1: Mm. I had a, uh, a leader. Her name was Kimmy. And she was my vice president when I was a a manager at Hooters, my first corporate job. And I went through some health challenges, and she recognized them. And she spoke to me about it. She offered and insisted on me getting help. And I believe it radically altered my life and career for the better because she had the humanity to care deeply about her people. She had the courage to say something. And she had the confidence in herself to be able to navigate what was a little bit of a personal situation. And so it was her behavior that became the template for how I behave as a leader. In a very complex world where life is heavy, she taught me early on through her actions how to bravely show up for people in a way that doesn't cross the line, is still appropriate in a professional environment, but to care deeply, and speak candidly to individuals for the betterment of their health, their life, and the work.
0: I like Kimmy. Yeah, Kimmy's
1: Kimmy's boss. Yeah. She's amazing.
0: Okay, so put yourself in a situation, you've got a one-on-one with a a colleague, a subordinate. What is something that they can do to absolutely make you just shut down, make you go, oh, I don't want to be in this one-on-one?
1: (laughs) Wow, what an interesting question. Or anything
0: that drives you nuts oh, if okay. someone comes to you in a yeah. one-on-one. Yeah,
1: because as the leader, as the ultimate leader of a company, I feel like it's my responsibility to never shut down. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's on Good. me uh-huh. to not – it's my job to uh-huh. facilitate. So, okay, but, but what would drive me nuts? Um, or maybe
0: conversely, if it's easier, we can say what – Is it that someone does in a one-on-one that makes you want to extend it? Let's say you have a 15-minute one-on-one. What makes you want to go, let's keep talking? Yeah, okay. That's definitely easier. So um,
1: in a one-on-one, if someone is either asking really thoughtful questions, that has a very high likelihood of extending the time because they have a growth mindset, they're curious, they're humble enough to believe they can learn things, and it's a good use of time. Or if the conversation is very customer centered. So they make whatever the topic is about the customer. Hmm. And that is such a beautiful, neutral ground for what could otherwise be um, areas of conflict or friction. But when you make it about the customer and what Hmm. they said and how they feel and the impact there, that's also quite energizing and can sort of max out the, (laughs) the time.
0: Is there a mistake that you made early on in your career that you are actually now very grateful for?
1: Yes. (laughs) Many. But one I speak about often was in the middle of my career, my first time ever being a president of a company. And I was president of Cinnabon. We were launching products in new channels. And so there was a lot of unknown in the ways of working and how fast things could move. And the very short version is I told our franchisees that one of the initiatives was going to be a certain set of details. And within days, the way that initiative showed up was very different than what I promised them. And it looked like I had lied intentionally. I had not. But what I had done is I failed in my role as a leader to know what was going on in pockets of the company that were moving quickly. And so my promise was broken by someone else's behavior, but ultimately that occurred because I didn't have the systems in place. Mm. And I was crushed because I'd spent so much time in my first few months building trust with them. And outside of losing life and losing love, there's nothing worse than losing trust. Mm. And we trade on trust. In leadership, we trade on trust. And so um, I needed a bit of time, 24 hours to figure out what happened. I figured out what happened um, and then did the work to make it right.
0: What's a job you turned down and why?
1: When I was at Hooters, I had the opportunity to go work with an incredible leader who was building out a franchise practice at a best-in-class private equity firm. And that felt like such a magic opportunity for someone like me. I mean, I'm the child of an alcoholic single parent. I worked at Hooters most of my life. You know, having the opportunity, being a college dropout, someone calling me and saying i want you to join our private equity firm to help us build out a global franchise practice felt like the fanciest coolest farthest away from my past you know that private i could possibly is get tough. yeah yeah um and it sounded amazing yeah but at the same time that the the offer came through we learned that we had to sell our company the ceo had passed away suddenly it just felt like the wrong time to leave and So I said, I hate that I'm saying no, and I will probably regret this, but I need to stay here and help the company through this chapter. But it also worked out because that same private equity firm ended up being a part of the process of our transaction and then came back later and said, actually, we'd like you to interview to run one of our portfolio companies, which is to be the president of Cinnabon. And it put me on the path I've been on, so I would have otherwise been in private equity, and instead I ended up running private equity-owned companies.
0: If someone came to you and said, "Kat, I want to do what you're doing," what career advice would you give them?
1: Wow, um, just be obsessed with the customer. Be on a journey of nonstop learning, which requires you're just constantly connected to the action, the front line, the customer, the teams. And embody these characteristics of humility, curiosity, courage, and confidence. Stay close to the action. Make it about the customer. And be energized around what you're doing.
0: That was Kat Cole, COO and president of Athletic Greens. You know, what really stuck out to me about my conversation with Kat was that she has these monthly check-ins. What I loved about that is that she treats every partner in her life with the same sort of intention and care. And that got me thinking about sort of the questions that I can ask on my one-on-ones. You know, one of the questions that she said she asked was, how can I be a better partner for you this month? Or what is it that I can do to show up better for you as a partner? And that works for any important person in your life. And I'd love to hear from you, our listeners. What is one question that you ask your team member, your spouse, your partner, when you have these check-ins with them? And if you aren't having these check-ins yet, what is one question you might want to ask? What is it that you'd like to learn? Share your best tips over on LinkedIn using the hashtag ThisIsWorking. And if there's a question you want to hear in these candid segments with guests, let us know. You can reach both Dan and I at ThisIsWorking at LinkedIn.com. Thanks to our team for putting this together. Dan and I will be back next week to bring you more great takeaways.